Welcome back to A View from the Couch. My name is Rich. And I'm Jen. Today, we are continuing our spoopy trip through October. We're going to be watching another spooky movie. This one just came out, didn't it? Pretty recently, yeah. It's on Prime Video. It's called It's called Totally Killer. It is totally killer. It is. And this is totally. like this is like an 80s nostalgia fest. It is pretty much. Yeah. Of course it feels like the 80s. It takes place in the 80s. Right, but even the current time stuff still has a lot of 80s references the main character's name is jamie like jamie lee curtis jamie lee curtis yeah the last name is hughes like john, john hughes, hughes yeah. she goes to vernon she lives in vernon like mr vernon from the breakfast club <laughs> like it's everywhere this movie is all 80s all the time even the, in the 80s present. threw up on this movie yes <laughs> yes they did and nobody cleaned it up so why don't you give us that well i'm we like I said, this is brand new, so we're not going to do the whole, did you see this before thing? So we'll just jump right into it, Jen. Give us the cast and crew, por favor. All right. This was directed by Ninachka Khan. She's kind of a newer director to film. She's directed one other comedy, mm. but she's been a writer and part of several comedy series. Ah, so okay. she is really heavy in a comedy background. Okay. It's not a name that I recognize, but when I looked through her stuff, she's worked on things like Malcolm in the Middle, Fresh Off the Boat, things like that. Mm -hmm. So she's got she's got comedy chops, at mm -hmm. least, or at least popular comedy chops. Yes. This was written by David Madelon, Sasha Perel Raver, and Jen D'Angelo. This stars Kiernan Shipka as Jamie Hughes, and by the end we get Colette. Olivia Holt as Pam Miller. We have Charlie Gillespie and Lachlan Monroe as Blake Hughes. Old and, and young. Yep. Right. Mm -hmm. Okay. And then Julie Bowen as Pam Hughes. And Pam Miller. No, Earlier. she's Pam Hughes because Olivia Holt plays Pam Miller. Oh, right. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, never mind. So she plays Pam Hughes. And, yep. Uh, Pam yep. Miller. Yeah, that's right. They're, I'm just thinking that there were old, old and young versions <laughs> of both of these, all of these characters. So, yeah, you're right. I, that's right. They didn't de-age Julie Bowen to high school age. Thankfully. Yeah. Yeah. That would have been a weird Indiana Jones and the Not necessary for a movie thing. like this. Yeah. yeah you yeah. just get a different actor. Not really. So, I, I mean, I, when I was doing a little bit of research for this, I realized that I had seen this Kiernan uh, Shipka person before. She was on Mad Men. I used to watch that show back in the day. She was the little girl on Mad Men. She was like the daughter of Don Draper, like the youngest daughter of Don Draper in that show. What most people are going to know her from, though, is Sabrina the Teenage Witch on Netflix, which you don't know that because you didn't watch that, but that's a pretty popular show on mm. Netflix. And so okay. I think most people will actually recognize her from that show. Gotcha. All right. Should we talk about what this movie's about you yeah yeah let's go through it so in the 80s 1987 to be exact leading up to halloween there were three murders of or there were murders of three teenage girls tiffany clark marissa song and heather hernandez they were killed by the sweet 16 killer who had a 
goofy-ass mask on because, you know, it's the 80s and why the hell not, right? They were stabbed 16 times the nights they were killed, which were their the nights of their 16th birthdays. Oh, I didn't well. pick up on that part. Yeah, now, here's what I don't get. They don't ever really continue with that. Like, we're going to find out some interesting things about these characters, right? Why did that not continue? Why was that not even something that came up? Why were they like... Because like, this killer kills girls that are turning 16 on the night of their 16th birthday by stabbing them 16 times, right? Okay, but... That's we've... his M.O. No, it's not his M.O. His M.O. is revenge for his girlfriend dying, and these are the three girls that bullied her into it. Right. It is not a serial killer. This dude is just revenge killing because it's the only three that die are the three girls that bullied her the night she died. Okay, but prior to us learning that fact, this is yeah. a serial killer who kills 16-year-old girls that are turning 16 yeah. on the night of their 16th birthday by stabbing them 16 times. And before we even get that reveal, which comes almost at the very end of the movie, mm -hmm. there will be other kills by this guy. Or purportedly by this guy. It's still the, sweet the only. The 16 killer has only, returned. It's still only the three girls. It's the same three girls. The sweet 16 killer will have returned by the end of this movie. They go after Julie Bowen, right? Doesn't Julie Bowen get killed? Right, but that's yeah. because the new guy, and then they they have the red herring of the letter that says, I'm coming after you next right and then it never plays out right i why didn't the guy that's the, because it turns out that the guy that kills julie bowen's character mm -hmm. older Ju, the older character of julie bowen's playing it turns out that that guy is trying to revive the sweet 16 yeah, killer, he's trying to be copycat right yeah. he's trying to copycat him but he doesn't copycat him he does not kill a 16 year old girl on the night of her 16th birthday by stabbing her 16 no times no one picks up on this no one says hey this guy's not following the mo they just say "Ooh, creepy mask same guy mm, yeah they do think that he's back and i don't know why they would think that there's such a big line but we don't get much time i mean it is literally julie bowen's character dies and then the next day we're going back in time i mean mm -hmm. there's not really a lot of time in here to delve into that i guess i i don't know no, I, I feel like i feel like it doesn't really matter in the whole scope of things because of what plays out at the end what i think is interesting about this is that the character jamie kind of is like just there and the rest of the stuff kind of happens around her for mm -hmm. the most part mm -hmm. she doesn't actively solve this case she doesn't actively do anything, really, except try and stop the guy from killing right. the people. It doesn't even matter. Whatever what has happened has happened. It's going to happen anyway, right? That's the idea here. You can go back in time and try to change things, but it's not going to change anything. It's all going to happen if it's meant to happen, I guess. This is all about fate, right? Is that well, what this is about? No. But, I mean, she does af affect the future, though, because her mom's alive. Right. She affects the future also because her mom and dad get together sooner. Yeah. Which is kind of the flip of the Back to the Future thing, right? Because, yeah. like, isn't Marty trying to get his mom and dad together? Yeah. Cause he, because he falls out of a tree 
and she fall his mom falls in love with him back in the 50s mm-hmm. and so he's trying to get him get her hooked up with his dad yeah so that he can be born yep in this movie she's trying to keep her parents from you know hooking do, up too early yeah hooking yeah. up too early because yep. you know then she won't exist in the way that she thinks which she fails in that too really when you think about it yeah I have problems with this character because she just doesn't seem to affect anything in a positive way other than the fact that mom is still alive. But mom is still alive only because only because the second killer comes back in time to stop Jamie. That's the only reason mom's still alive. Like... Because if she, if the guy hadn't come back in time, how she hadn't stopped anything. She thought she had, right? Right. Mm-hmm. But because we because we didn't get that reveal until the very end of the movie mm-hmm. that there's a second killer who's trying to copycat and start things over again by killing Jamie's mom. Mm-hmm. If he hadn't come back in time to stop Jamie, Jamie wouldn't have quote unquote solved the movie. Everything just kind of happens to this character. No, but they were trying to send her back a day early so that way she could help her mom and save save her mom that way, like tell her mom that hey, this is going to happen. Yes. So it's still possible that she could she did say she could have saved her mom on there. Oh, she. Well, okay. I mean, you could argue around in that circle if you want but the truth of the matter is is that the the solution was presented to her by the end of the movie you know you yeah. kill this guy but here she in the did past affect and, some things like she built she has a better understanding of her mom and i and it seems like she helped her mom have a better relationship with her mother because they're actually getting along you know, in the future, I, I feel like she did affect some things. Well, maybe not the murder plot, but, you know, she did go back and have an effect on things. Yeah, no, I, I agree. She had an effect on her and her mom's relationship, but not on the outcome of the plot of this movie. The plot of this movie just happened with her around it. Mm-hmm. Anyway, so let, let's get into that a little bit more then. So present day teenager Jamie Hughes. She is at a friend with her, or she is, excuse me, at a concert with her friend on Halloween night. Her mom, Pam, is at home handing out candy. And she is attacked by the Sweet 16 killer. He stabs her to death. Jamie is kind of thrown for a loop. Her mom's dead. She had just had an argument with her mom. And so she's pretty sad about that. She and her friend Amelia keep working on what Amelia is working on for the science project, which is a time machine. (laughs) And while they're working on it, Jamie is approached by a podcaster whose name is Chris Dubasage. Is that it? I think it's Dubasage. And he says, Hey, your mom got a note. This is something that you, nobody really knew. Your mom got a note in her locker that said, you're next one day. So this was prophesied, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that night, Jamie is chased by the Sweet 16 killer, and she ends up in the time machine, and she accidentally turns it on. It doesn't look like it's going to work right at first until the killer, like, finds her and stabs the machine with his knife. Yep. And that, apparently, is all the more that they needed 
for the time machine to work and it zaps her back to 1987. Jamie makes the decision to stop the Sweet 16 Killer's original spree and that would save Pam's life. So she pretends to be an exchange student from Canada. Ha ha ha, right? And she tries to make friends with her mom when her mom was a teenager. But her mom's kind of a douche nozzle. Yeah, she's one of those mean girls. (laughs) She's a mean girls, right? Yeah. So the whole time we're watching this movie, it felt an awful lot like a Gen Xer's wet dream. You know what I mean? Like now, I, now full disclosure, I am Generation X. You are Generation X as well. But have you noticed this a lot lately? Like Gen Xers popping up on TikTok and saying, "Hey, we drank from the water hose and we survived," kind of a thing, right? That's what this movie plays like a lot of times. I didn't think so. I thought it was done more as a joke. Like you've got. Jamie going back and just like, what in the hell is happening here in the eighties? Like, you know, there's very her little perspective. Yeah. Her perspective was, was really cool. I like yeah. that. So yeah. I, I, I mean, sure. Maybe if you really want to take it from the side of the people that were in the eighties, you can maybe look at it like that, but I think it was played purely for comedy, okay. poking fun at it. Like Fair. this is ridiculous. Fair. But they do play a lot of those tropes throughout this whole thing. Mm-hmm. You know, our parents don't know where we are. We're drinking out of the water hose, blah, 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 right? Which, yes, I know, we all did. But you know what? Survivor's bias is a thing. And just because it didn't affect us negatively doesn't mean it didn't affect other people negatively. Like the things that we went through. You know, not wearing seatbelts in a car and having our parents smoke around us. That kind of thing. That people like to tout as like... These are our Gen X superpowers. They're not our Gen X superpowers. They're things that we survived. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Sorry, I have a little bit of a... I have a little bit of a bone to pick with, like, some of our Gen X brethren. Anyway. So, Jamie, posing as a student from Canada, figures out that her mom and her friends were kind of the bullies of the school. And she decides she's going to go and find Amelia's mom, her friend Amelia's mom, Lauren, who apparently was working on this time machine originally. Mm-hmm. Like, this was her... Now, this is Back to the Future again, right? Is she Doc Brown? Yes. Yeah, she's Doc Brown. This yes. is Back to the Future, right? <laughs> yeah. Okay. All right. Just so we're clear, she goes back into the past. She needs a younger version of the scientist that's helping her in the future to help her get back to yep. the present. Okay. Yep. All right, just making sure, just making sure. So she convinces Lauren and another guy named Doug to help her. Now, Doug is somebody who's going to be the principal later of the school. Like her, she he is her principal in present day. Okay. Did, did you not? You say, you say it like that and it makes me think that maybe you didn't I pick up on that? did not pick up on that. I felt like I knew he was one of those people we met at the beginning, okay. but for some reason it didn't click to me. Now, I've seen this movie twice, and it didn't click to me either time that that was him. <laughs> Help me clear something up then. Did you happen to notice if they introduced the same people in the people in the same order in the 80s that they introduced them to us in the present day? Like the, like the adults that we know yeah. in present day, do they but, introduce them to us 
in the same way? Like, do we we meet mom first and then we meet? Are you Lauren? sure that that was the principal? Because I feel like when they flashed to the three people at the party standing at the door, and then they flashed to the current people, and that was the principal. That wasn't that wasn't Doug the bad guy, was it? Because Doug is the karate dork. Doug that... is the karate dork. Yes, yeah. but he's the one that she convinces. Maybe it is her principal and they just flash to different people. That seems weird, though, that they would flash the three people from the past and it's a different three people in the, in the present. present. So, But, like, Randy is kind of a douche nozzle in the past, right? But he's, like, a completely different person in the present day like the, if he's the principal he's acting completely different there's no hint of him at all in fact i get nerd off of the principal early on because of the way he talks to the students and everything yeah i think you are right though i think that doug is supposed to be the principal and i think for some reason when they do the past and the present flashbacks it's a different person because if it's supposed to be Doug, Doug was not the guy that was kicking people out of the party. Doug was not. No, Doug was not that Doug guy. Doug was the guy that was trying to get into the party with the girls. Correct. Right? Yes. And so then it is possible that Doug was the principal, but I think where I'm getting confused is because they did do... A, a flash scene where when those three walk out, mm -hmm. she gets a mental image of the three that were standing in front of her giving the speech of when mom died, mm -hmm. which was Principal Doug. But Doug was not the dude that was kicking the people out of the party. Yeah, that was Randy Finkel. I think that's why I have confusion is because the, the people that are flashed are different. It's either... Doug or Randy. That's the principal <laughs> in the present. But the principal in the present is actually pretty a very minor character. Yes. So, you, we see him for, what, 30 seconds? Maybe. Yeah. Maybe. I don't know who that's supposed to be. If that, if that flash is supposed to be Randy Finkel and he's the principal, he acts completely different than he did back then. Of course, dad, her dad kind of acts different. Her mom acts different. Mm -hmm. So maybe that... That might that might actually hold true. Yeah. So. Anyway. So we don't know who the principal is. Right. But that's okay. Let's move on. <laughs> we will let us move on. So Lauren and Doug help Jamie kind of convince people or try to convince people that this killer is gonna start a rampage. They end up going to a party, they infiltrate the party. This is what you're talking about where they get thrown out, and Randy Finkel burps in their face. He's very obviously a football player. Mm -hmm. And he's kind of a Revenge of the Nerds type kind of uh, football player, right? Like that yeah. nerds, nerds, nerds guy, right? Like Ogre from Revenge of the Nerds. Mm -hmm. Very caricature -y, right? Most of these characters are very caricature -y in the 80s, which I think actually speaks to how people remember the 80s as... These over-the-top people. Not even over-the-top, but like these versions of themselves mm -hmm. that aren't quite nuanced. They're just 
the popular girl, like the like the Breakfast Club, right? The popular mm-hmm. girl, the jock, the you know, mm-hmm. all that. Yeah. So, I, I I did find that interesting. I found that interesting the way that they present these kids in the eighties as being non nuanced characters, except for Pam. Pam is nuanced because she will kind of come around to things a little bit here. Speaking of Tiffany, Jamie infiltrates this party and she's unable to stop Tiffany's murder at the hands of the Sweet 16 killer. The trauma of finding Tiffany's body and going through that experience bonds Pam and Jamie to a degree. Now, Pam is still kind of (laughs) unsure about Jamie. Mm -hmm. She still kind of treats her mean girly, but they are kind of on the road to being friends. Right? Well, Jamie is psychic. So <laughs> That's right. She presented she herself as psychic. No. Yes. That they will be friends. One would think <laughs> that a psychic would know more than what Jamie knows. <laughs> this is another one of those like references to Back to the Future, right? Like that whole that whole like sports almanac thing, like yeah. Biff gets the sports almanac so he knows who wins the World Series and he can win win bets or whatever. This is kind of the same thing. He's not psychic; he just has information that other people don't. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Jamie bonds with, or at least gets into, the Mean Girls clique, and she tries to convince them to leave for the weekend. So they go out of town, but to a they... condo. To a condo, (laughs) which isn't a condo. It's a cabin in the woods. Anybody that's seen an 80s movie knows what comes from that. Don't read from any books in the basement. (laughs) Don't read from any books in the basement. So Marissa was originally killed at this cabin in the original timeline. However, they manage to protect Marissa from getting murdered. But in the scuffle... Heather is killed instead. And the timeline shifts. Yeah. So we get, now we've got another branch in the timeline. So now we've arrived at Halloween night and the group gets together at the amusement park while Lauren is trying to turn a, the, what is that? What, 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 what ride was that? Not a tilt-a-whirl. It's no, a, uh, it's it's like a gravitron, but I yeah. can't remember what they call it. I don't remember what here. they call it, but yeah, but it is it's the gravitron, right? The one yeah. that spins around really fast, and you can like. Did you ever ride on that? Yes, I did. Yes, oh, I did. I never rode on that at the at the Harrington Fair, De- Delaware State Fair. We called it the Harrington Fair when I was a kid, so because it's at the fair. That the even as fair a kid looked like a puker. I <laughs> never ever rode that one. Some kid, there was a rumor going around when I was a kid that some kid puked on the gravitron and it spread all along the wall and like other kids got hit by it and oh. shit. Yeah. <laughs> Nobody I don't know anybody that was involved in that. I don't have firsthand knowledge of that, but that, that would was not the, surprise me. <laughs> yeah, that was the rumor. That was the rumor. But yes, I have ridden on the gravitron before. But so Lauren is turning the gravitron into kind of another time machine for Jamie to travel to the present day. So Chris helps Amelia fix their time machine in the present. Chris is the, again, the podcast Podcast guy. guy. Yeah. So Amelia and Chris are fixing the time machine in in the future. And they're, as they're doing this, they're realizing that the timeline is changing because other 
data that wasn't in photos before is now showing up in photos. This is, again, the inverse of Back to the Future, where stuff was disappearing from photos. Here, stuff is appearing in photos. Yeah, and he's also gaining memories. Like yeah, memories. yeah, like he's getting these memories. Yeah, that was interesting. The girls in the past, in 1987, they lure the Sweet 16 killer into a haunted house where he attacks them. But while he attacks them, the there's a one of the one of the kids. Her name's Kara, whose dad is the sheriff. She impales him with a scythe because her <laughs> dad knows that there's a killer out there, and she and he wants her to be prepared. So he gave her a fucking scythe, a real scythe to take to a county fair. <laughs> take to the county fair. They unmask the killer. We find out that it's Doug, and Doug's motive was revenge. They the the group had. gotten his girlfriend Trish whom they call Fat Trish drunk and let her drive home and she died in a car accident because of it. Pam was not there at the time but the other three were. The other three girls, Tiffany, Heather and Marissa were there and this makes Jamie think, wait why did my mother receive a note if Doug was trying to kill the people that were involved in getting his girlfriend killed. Why were, why would he leave my mom a note? We're going to find out. While she's trying to figure this out, a second killer shows up and kills Marissa. Now, all three of the people that were supposed to die in the 87 are dead, just in a different order. And now we've got another killer. The new killer chases Jamie, kills Chris, the podcaster's dad, mm-hmm. along the way, his dad's a reporter, and he's reporting on the fair. But he gets, what did he get, like a knife in the back of the head or in the side of the head or something? What was that? Yeah, it was a, a knife. No, it was a knife. It was he a got, knife? Okay. Yeah. Just right in the ear. He got stabbed. And they end up in the Gravitron. Lauren tells Jamie to stay in the center of the Gravitron because that's the only spot that's not going to be affected by the time stream as it's going. Mm -hmm. Just as the thing's being turned on, the killer finds them, right? Mm -hmm. And we we find out that the new killer is Chris from the future. Doug was the original. Chris, however, murdered Pam, forged the note... To generate more content for his podcast. Dick. Now, I'm not going to lie. I have thought about this. <laughs> not murder. No, not murder. I thought maybe. <laughs> I have I have often thought, how do I generate more content for our podcast? Murder is not the right way murder to Murder is definitely not the way. But this guy, murder is definitely the way for him, right? So they fight. Jamie kicks him into the spinning part of the time machine, which Pink mists him, which is actually something that Doug mentions earlier in the movie, that somebody will turn into a pink mist in some movie. I don't remember what that was. It's a video game. Video game, that's what it was. And Jamie ends up back in the present day. She sees that Mom is still alive. But there are some changes. So, Lauren... Amelia's mom shows up and gives Jamie a book, a notebook, 
that's called like some things are different or something like that. And it just kind of outlines like all the changes that have happened because the timeline was altered. And the first one is that Jamie now has an older brother because mom and dad hooked up a lot earlier. Yeah. <laughs> but Jamie's older brother's name is Jamie. And Jamie's name is Colette. That'd be quite the thing to have to get used to a name <laughs> change that at that yeah. point. What is she, 18? Yeah. 16, she's 18, 18 she's something. Gonna, yeah. Now, did you happen to take notes of the additional things that had changed at the end of the movie? I did not. Did you? Yeah. So we find out that Colette, her brother's name is, again, like I said, is Jamie. He has a husband, Jason, and a three-year-old daughter named Veronica. So we've got that. Mm -hmm. We also find out that Amelia is still Colette's best friend and that Lauren has become a bioengineer. These are things that didn't happen in the, in the, in the original timeline, well, except for Amelia being best friends. Randy is now the principal. This is why you thought Randy was the principal because Randy wasn't the principal before. It would have been Doug, but Doug died now in 87. That's not why I thought that. But that's where but there's actually a picture in yeah. the in the credits of Randy the principal. Okay. So that's like whatever it was that flashed that made you think of it has now been solidified by them putting a picture of him at the end of the movie as the principal. And Kara is now the chief of police and is very happy that they legalized weed. Yep. Whole yeah. pound of pot in her brownies. Yeah, that's right. Because she put, yeah, she put a pound of pot in her brownies <laughs> that one time. Now, there is a note on the thing that says on a scale of one to high, her brownies have been ranked Snoop Dogg. Wow. Which is pretty fucking high, if you ask me, <laughs> dudes. And one of the characters named Lurch, who was with Doug when they were talking about this pink mist thing when they were with the characters in the video game, had launched a or founded a video game empire basically mm -hmm. it's called pink mist games and he has started an anti-bullying organization in honor of his sister trish now lurch was was trish's sister he was actually one of the suspects for a while because uh, of trish and mm -hmm. her death we find out that uh, Eddie Royal, a guy who was a heavy metal singer in present day, but was actually one of the kids in 87, mm -hmm. instead of founding a heavy metal band, he fronts a band called Waterbed Away, which uh, that's because, um, who was it that died on the waterbed? I don't know, the first one. One of the first one, I can't remember her name now, she died on a waterbed, and he decided that that was the name that he was going. That's the name he was going with because that's how close he came to death. He was a waterbed away from <laughs> death. Oh Lord, lame. <laughs> that is dumb. And Chris, his dad obviously died on live TV. It traumatized him. He was. A, he's now at a monastery in India. But what what I don't get is that his dad dying live on TV was actually him murdering his dad live on TV. But it was his adult self murdering him on live TV. Oh, yeah, I suppose. Because, yeah. yeah, that's right. Because the younger version of him would have seen yeah. his dad get killed. Okay. Yeah. All right. Well, either way, 
Lauren is keeping tabs on that, Chris, just in case he decides he's going. Okay, but here's here's my question. Yeah. Lauren, at the end, she doesn't find out that it's Chris because she's out of the ship already. She's out of that thing already. Oh, yeah. So how the fuck does she know to keep tabs on Chris? Hmm. She doesn't see his face. <gasps> he's oh gone God. already. She was involved. <laughs> That's They're going to make or, Totally Killer too. I think there's an error. <laughs> nah, it's going to be totally... It's not going to be the only error in this movie, to be honest yeah. with you. There, there is an anachronistic error. The girls watch RoboCop mm-hmm. at one point, but they're watching the unrated version, which isn't going to show up for another 15 years on, ah. on home video. There's no way they could have been watching the unrated version of RoboCop back then. It didn't exist, at least not in home video format. Okay, okay. Yeah, yeah. Also, at the beginning of the movie, when when Pam dies, two kids just waltz into the house to say trick or treat. Who the fuck does that? Kids just walk into people's houses. Uh, well, the door was wide open. You want to get you so... want to get abducted? That's how you get abducted. Uh, Why I... are you walking into houses? No, yeah, no, no. Also, so I was both right and wrong about this movie. I time stamped when I predicted who it was. It was 18 minutes and 52 seconds into the movie. Oh, that's you why you paused it. That's the movie. why I paused it. I said, it's the podcaster. You were half right. I was half right. I was half right. Yeah. So, the uh, the there were a lot of things that I thought were really funny about this movie. Like, Jamie with the whole fish out of water thing being in the 80s and, mm-hmm. like, all the PC stuff not being PC. Yeah. And her trying to impart some wisdom on these kids <laughs> yes that, yes hey maybe that's not okay to do that <laughs> right right the thing that had me rolling though was the dna beta, uh, database thing because oh yeah that wasn't a thing right they even the, the i think it's randall park's character who's like dma data database like dma like what the hell? <laughs> do you have any notes that you want to talk about everything i had we talked about already as we went along here so fair it's another Fair. one of those newer movies that's just not a lot of stuff out there yet. So. Yeah. Chock full of 80s references yeah. all over the fucking place. Yep. Like you said, the 80s threw up on it. So why don't we do this then? If you don't have any other notes, let's do Keep Rent or Erase, Jennifer, and tell us why. I'm going to rent this one. Okay. I think it's kind of fun. There's some comedy in here. Uh, I could definitely see myself watching this uh, on occasion. Sure. I don't know if I'll watch it every year, but definitely every few years or so I could see myself watching this. Sure. I liked the characters in here. They were kind of fun. I like the 80s nostalgia stuff. That's kind of my jam. I grew up in the 80s and kind of seeing some of this stuff, not everything, because, you know, like seeing the bullies and the way some kids behaved is kind of like, ugh. Cringy. <laughs> you know really what's cringy, interesting so. is is that kids today haven't changed that much. I hear stories from Miles about what goes on at his school, and it's like we haven't learned a fucking thing. No, I know there's still bullying and stuff going yeah. on. It's just different degrees, different things happening, different things being said. You know. Oh yeah, yeah. It, it still happens, but mm-hmm. we definitely had a lot to learn back in the '80s. You know, like the whole smoking around kids and. <laughs> Just getting rides with strangers, yes. you know, because oh yeah, 
she was wearing Gloria Vanderbilt. That's that's yeah. not something a kidnapper would. Would a serial killer wear Gloria <laughs> Vanderbilt? <laughs> right. Yeah. Right. So I enjoyed it. I'm not giving it a keep. It is a little confusing. What we talked about, mm-hmm. I, I still don't know who was the principal at the beginning of the damn movie. Doug was the principal at the beginning. <laughs> Randy is the principal at the end. That was the surprise is that Randy, the jock, became the principal. I, I know, but it doesn't make sense with that flashback they had at that moment yeah. at the party back in the 80s. That's why it's confusing yeah. to me. Yeah, their, doesn't flash, make their flashback, sense. Yeah, their flashback definitely confuses things. Yeah. Unless we can take that as Jamie slash Colette's memories changing already. That could be. But it wasn't bad enough that I hated. It was just like, I don't know who this is, but that's fine. <laughs> I'm going to move on. So not it, this movie isn't important enough to have to analyze and absolutely know every single little detail of this. It's a fun movie. Just sure, watch it sure. for fun. That's what, you, that's what it's here for. Yeah, absolutely. How about you? This is definitely just a rent for me. It's not a movie that I'm going to go back to a lot, but it's definitely not a movie that that is bad enough to erase. It is one of those movies that's just kind of fun and just kind of there. It's, to be honest, I will probably forget about this movie enough that it'll pop up in a feed somewhere and I'll say, you know what, I haven't seen that before. And then I'll put it on and I'll go, oh, wait, I did see that. Mm-hmm. But No, that's what I do. Yeah, I know. <laughs> but... But it does have, I mean, it does have some, some endearing qualities. I yeah. mean, the characters are fun. They're funny. Uh, the timeline stuff, the fact that it's basically an inverse of Back to the Future, I thought was really kind of creative. And uh, yeah, so just, just a rent for me. Okay. Yeah. So what are we doing next? All right. Next week, we are going to do a Monsters Unleashed podcast. We're going to cover the... Original, right? Or not original? The original, not the original Dracula, but the original Frankenstein and the original Wolfman. All right, yeah. So we're going to do Dracula, Wolfman, and Frankenstein. Now, when you say Dracula, Wolfman, and Frankenstein, we are referring to the 1930s era Universal Monster movies. Yes. The ones that kind of started them all. The While Dracula wasn't the first Dracula movie... It was the movie that put Dracula on the map. Okay. Well, this should be fun. I do, like, I grew up watching these. My grandmother loved these these monster movies. And I have a really, you know, I had a really close relationship with her. So watching those movies was always kind of part of my DNA. So this will be fun to kind of go back and maybe analyze it a little bit and see what we can find. I think so, too. All right, so next week right here on the couch is our Halloween trick and treat for you, Monsters Unleashed. Thanks for listening, everyone. You've been listening to A View from the Couch, a Space Moose Media podcast. You can interact with our hosts on Twitter by going to twitter.com forward slash view underscore couch. You can also email us at aviewfromthecouch at yahoo.com. If you've enjoyed this episode, Please help us get noticed by leaving a five-star review on Apple Podcasts or the podcast platform of your choice. Thanks for listening.